This is Bulls Beat on USF Bulls Unlimited. Each weekday morning, Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. Good highlights coming your way from a women's basketball victory against Alabama at the Yingling Center. It was a fun one on Wednesday night. Hope to have fun in two venues tonight as we'll have competing games that we'll have covered for you. We'll set up both the men's soccer NCAA tournament match against Hofstra and the men's basketball's matchup with Austin P, which is actually part of an event that the Bulls will be at next week in Daytona Beach. We'll explain both of those in our next segment, and you'll hear some clips from the football radio show. Before we get to women's basketball, speaking of clips, I want you to hear, boy, it was wonderful to see Catravis Marsh at the school not too long after getting neck surgery of course he's got a big old neck brace on but as i was doing some stuff for our football broadcast you know just hanging out about to talk to coach trickett and here comes a man with a neck brace and i figured who it might be and he actually asked me how i was doing which was pretty hilarious because of course everyone wants to know how trey is doing and that's why they put out this video the folks on the usf football twitter page from the indoor performance facility here is trey marsh I'm doing good. I appreciate all the thoughts and prayers. I appreciate everybody reaching out. I'm feeling good being around my team. I'm happy to be back out. Go Bulls. Just really wonderful to be able to see him out and about. Of course, the Bulls playing Tulsa tomorrow night. We will preview that for you on tomorrow's show. we got plenty of basketball and, again, soccer to get to here. Like I said, we'll play some clips of Coach DePrado from the football radio show in our second segment but the first segment is all about the 67-59 win for the women's basketball team against Alabama a team that last year made it to the fourth round of the WNIT and was picked to finish fourth in the SEC this year and that was based on the fact they had a lot of their returning scorers coming back including Brittany Davis who led the SEC set a Bama school record with 93 made threes well she didn't hit a three-pointer in this game and was held to five points one of the many outstanding situations that unfolded at the Yingling Center. Took a while for the Bulls to get going. In fact, they missed their first five shots. This was a defense, especially inside with their 6'4 center, Jada Rice, swatting shots the Bulls hadn't gone up against in their first three games. Fortunately, on the other side, the Bulls were playing some good defense. The Tide missed their first four three tries. In fact, missed seven shots in a row while the Bulls were getting it going offensively. 20 back on the shot clock, they feed it to Dulcie. Oh, nice the spin move, no block in that. That was special and it's two to two. Uh, perfect move by Dulcie, one power dribble to middle, spin move up with the right hand strong and a finish. Janecki tries to shake loose, drive to the basket, that's a nice left-handed switch against Abrams and the Bulls have the first lead, it's four to two. Good to see Janecki get on the scoreboard early. I felt like she had a little bit of trouble against Jacksonville finding the hoop. Three for 11 in that game after two strong starts. Barker oh, underneath, save. nice little reverse layup, got too far underneath the basket, misses the shot, and Priestess grabs the rebound, looking to run. Up to Chinecki, wants to drive on Abrams again, drops it off to Dulce Fankamangiadu, pump fake and another spin move, whoa! Dulce Fankamangiadu wants to keep on putting up career performances, I think, it's six to two. Priestess with a new player on her, McQueen, oh, stagger, Dulce almost gets in her way, but high off the left with the left hand, we have not seen that, and that was beautiful, it's eight two bulls. Ooh, that was beautiful, making something out of nothing at all, as the song says. Is that air supply? Yep, nice. Sharp, that's why we're partners for six years. Four minutes left in the first 
quarter. Oh, Wilson with a slick drive. The Bulls have been putting the ball very skillfully and dexterously off the glass tonight. It's 10 to two. I agree, fancy. My goodness, we look fancy. They were having to earn their hoops, but they were getting them. Dulcie looked like she was en route to another in a 20 point night. That would not happen offensively, but boy, she contributed in many other ways. But on the other side, as we mentioned, Brittany Davis had 12 threes in her first two games, including seven and one, five against Tulane, and she couldn't hit one. The Bulls were concentrating on her. However, an unexpected source got the tie back in the game and really en route to a halftime lead. McQueen with the ball again. A very good Georgia Tech transfer, Davis. But Janecki keeping her in front of her. Oh, That's good a spin team. move by Davis. Out to wide open. Mingo Young, that's not her shot per se, but she knocks it down. Wow, that's a great shot by her. And that ends a 10-0 run. You're going to have to make that wide open shot if you're Jemiah Mingo Young. She did make 17 only last year. Wilson gets her opponent on the ground, but goes inside to Dulcie instead and misses oh the shot. Goodness. Thought there might have been a foul there, as you heard. Less than two minutes to go. Alabama, a little pep to its step after that Mingo Young three-point shot. They get it back over her. It's going up again, and she knocks it down again. Jemiah Mingo Young entered this one, only averaging four points a game, had not made a three all year. So Davis is not hurting them, but Mingo Young, the Mississippi State transfer, makes two in a row to make it 10 to eight. You talk about unlikely sources. First of all, in that second one, she was actually jumping up and down, calling for the ball. A player who had not made a three yet this season, who in two years at Mississippi State made six and five total, and who had never made three in a game or attempted more than three. She was three for three in the first half. Clearly, by the way, inspired by coming off the bench. She had started all 34 games last year, so this was her first non-start for the Tide, and they kept the vibe going into the second quarter. The Bulls were struggling offensively, and Alabama was not. Other than pieces, the Bulls haven't gotten a lot of great looks either. They've kind of been forced looks, drives to the hoop, which are okay, but a lot of help by Alabama. Alabama's done a nice job at shutting down those points in the paint. Nice squares up there. That's a nice Ooh, looking that shot. That is a nice shot. She knocks it down, and Alabama has its biggest lead, 23 to 17, with three and a half minutes to go here in the first half. Empty possessions for sure for the Bulls. This is a 13 to two run, and the Tide have made four in a row. Chinecki's having to work hard to get open. She tries to shake. Nice. She's got it at the top of the key. Dulcie gives her a screen. Chinecki oh. with a tough that basket. Nice Boy, we'll take it. If they're all that difficult, it's going to be an uphill climb, but a almost backward shot by Chinecki on the drive. Soft touch, 23-19. Now they get into the right side to Nye. She's feeling it. Five seconds on the shot clock, oh, top of the key. Is late. Two to three. And now Alabama is making everything from three-point land. It's 26-19. to 19. Abrams was just one for eight. Entering this game, but last year made 48 of those babies. So Davis is being held off the board, but everyone else is hitting him. It's 26-19. Dulcie wants the ball. Now she's going to turn into a screen setter for Chinecki. Nice little spin move off to the left hand. That was beautiful. Elena Chinecki is leading the Bulls right now. She's got eight, and it's a 26-21 game. Very aggressive. I figured she'd come out hot in this one. Yeah, Five yeah. seconds left. There's a three by Mingo Young again. She had not made any. She is jumping around like she is the best three-point shooter of all time. Again, I'm guessing that's her career high as far as made threes go, and it's 29-21. My goodness. Exactly, and in the first half, thankfully, it ended with Carla Brito's hustling offensive rebound, and she would make two free throws right at the end with a second to go 
for a 29-23 margin. Offensive rebounds in the first half, I would say kept the Bulls in the game, but they really didn't convert too much until that very end. But they definitely were great in that category. 11 offensive rebounds in the first half. You heard Chinecki make a couple shots. She had eight points. The rest of the team was just six for 24 right on, 25%. So could they get it going in the second half? Well, yes, and quickly. Chinecki floats one in from the free throw line. Nice looking shot. She's into double figures, and it's 29-25. Oh, that's a great step back. That's kind of her shot, right, to go right at the defender. Step back, hesitate, pull up quickly. Abrams an open three. Looks short, and it's, boy, Dulcie, I thought, was grabbed, but the Bulls get the rebound anyway. They cut it to four, looking to run with Chinecki going up against Abrams, and almost said and one, and fouled, and she'll go to the free throw line. Chinecki looking to cut it to a two-point margin, and she does. There so, you go. Nice little answer here for the Bulls right after they fell behind by eight points. Left side to Barker, nice drive. Dulcie blocks the shot. Ball is up for grabs. Wilson gets it. Jose says, let's run. And the Bulls look to tie or maybe even take the lead. Ariel underneath the basket gets caught up. Quees is open three. Good. Quees for three. And the Bulls have the lead. It's 30 to 29. That's what we were looking for, and it didn't take long to get there, less than 90 seconds. And the Sammy Puises show was just beginning, but there was a little bit of a delay in the proceedings because Alabama immediately followed that up with seven straight points of its own, including a three-point play. So it was 36-30. to 30. Bulls really hadn't forced much with the defense as far as getting points off turnovers, but they would get four, basically, of their 10 points off turnovers back-to-back. And then, yeah, Pui for three became a thing. A big 10-0 run. This actually gave the Bulls the lead for good. And now the Bulls have missed a few in a row. Even though they're putting the effort out, that's not the finishing touch. Brito with the steal. She's got Puisis ahead of her. Gets it to her. And that's a nice job by Brito. 36-32. Puisis finishes the job with her seventh point of the half. An eight on the shot clock midway through the third quarter. Ball gets away from Davis. Chinecki has Puisis to her right. He's going to take a Euro step and in. Nice job by Elena. And it's back to a two-point Margin, 36-34. A couple steals, some points off turnovers working out in the Bulls' favor here. And Chinecki working out in the Bulls' favor. She's done a great job this half getting herself to the hoop. Abrams, she's a good oh. left. Oh, she took an extra step, I thought. Dulcie rejects her. Dulcie Fanka Mangiata with the block. Jose saying, get it to Chinecki. You got Davis on her. Open for three is Pui. Yeah! Sammy Puises from Elena Chinecki. And the Bulls back on top, 37-36. Was it you that said Puises needs to make some threes? Bridget, I believe it was. There it is. That's exactly what the Bulls needed, plus this crowd needed it. The band needed it. Everyone needed it. The Bulls needed it. So it's good to see them take this lead. Two makes in the quarter, eight of her ten points. Bulls back ahead by one. Let's see if they respond better this time. Maybe a stop here. Oh, Seven team. on the shot clock. Barbara Davis with Chinecki well out on her. She wants to drive with five. Dulcie steps in, and that one is off the mark, and Dulcie gets the rebound. She is all over the glass tonight. Jose saying, let's run it with Asensio. Sammy again. Oh, my goodness. Queen for three. Big time right now, and Alabama needs a timeout. Fans are on their feet. And USF is up 40 to 36 with 3.07 to go in the third. You heard the crowd was really into it. If you saw my Twitter this morning, I put out a couple of videos of the reactions alone. They were fantastic. On the first one, Chinecki was pretty sure Puises was going to make that shot. She started sort of drifting towards the other side of the court and held the three fingers up with her hand and then the big slap five with Puises. And then on the other one, the whole bench went crazy. 
including Maria Alvarez, who's you know able to heat up from three-point land herself, but injured right now. She was in street clothes, but she sort of did a little jig into the corner. She was so excited, and yes, play-by-play man might have done a little bit of a fist pump. So there was still work to be done at that time. It was a six-point lead going in to the fourth quarter. More three-point shooting from Sammy Puisis, three free throws. Everything worked out in the fourth. This will take you up to the final minute and a half or so, and, well, we'll get there in a second, but this is when the Bulls really won the game. Now, Chenecki with Parker on her. Bulls up seven. Oh, good the biggest play. lead, Chenecki drives to the hoop. Parker can't handle her. 52-43 to 43 with 6.40 to go. Chenecki's so crafty with the basketball, right? She's got that hesitation and then quick second step. The biggest lead was short-lived, but they're still up six. Wilson wants to get to Necky a couple screens. She can't get through, so Puisis oh, gets me. knocked down. That's going to be a three points at the line, hopefully, for the Bulls, as Puisis might have sold it some, but she definitely got fouled and took the dive. She definitely got fouled. What was hard for Alabama there is uh, Chinecki went to the left side and broke out to the left, was coming towards the middle and then broke out left. Puisis comes out right. That's two great shooters. You can't leave either of them alone. So, Puisis, remember, with 19 points, gives her 20. What do I smell? Oh, I don't want to say it. I'm going to let, let, her, let her sink one through the hoop. Pulls up, 53-46. Let's wait. And that is a career high for Sammy Puisis. She has gotten five three-pointers and about to get three the old-fashioned way, possibly getting fouled. Taking one, and there she goes. Her career high on 22, and the Bulls are up 55-46. to 46. Brito right back to Wilson, 13 on the shot clock. Dulce a high screen for Chinecki to shoot a three. Good! Ellen Chinecki with a big old smile. She's got 21 points, and the lead is back up to nine. Oh, what a great play by Coach Fernandez. Brito comes up, runs off a screen. Another pick for Ariel Wilson. Now McQueen wants it. She is kind of reckless out to Mingo Young. Let her have another long two. No, she hands it off to Barker. Let her drive. Don't foul. Oh, what a block by Dulce. And Alabama hit the ball going out of bounds. Dulce Franco-Mangiano with the block. And Alabama calls a timeout. That is her fifth block of the game. That's her fifth block. That has got to be a career high. That is unbelievable. Almost as unbelievable as another player who would get a career high in blocks, her former Memphis teammate as it got a little too interesting at the end the Bulls were in command except for one problem Alabama started turning them over and the Bulls would commit fouls there were three straight turnovers the first two a three-point play and then a potential three-point play but the score was 62-56 thankfully Jada Rice missed a free throw but here's what happened after that it was a pretty critical sequence still plenty of time 45 seconds left that is a shot put, and Wilson gets it. Now they go to foul her, but they get it up to Chinecki. She wants to get no. fouled, but she gives up the ball. Now Wilson, oh, makes a block. What a block there. Brito has it. Now looking to run, but hangs on to the ball. Get it to somebody who can shoot free throws. Get rid of it over to Wilson with 28 now into Puisis' hands. Don't give up the ball. Wow, a third straight turnover, and Wilson picks an incredible time to turn into... Dikembe Matumbo and Swata shot. I don't know how many. I can't even talk. I'm so stressed How many out. career blocks she has? Probably not that many, but she should get credited for one there. And now Priestess is going to get to shoot free throw. There we go. Good. 
So the free throw situation got calmed down. Sammy Puisis was 7 for 7. And yes, Ariel Wilson had never blocked two shots in a game in her now into her fourth year of college basketball. She had all of one last year and none before that one. It was key, and the Bulls get the deserved win, 67-59. to First loss for the Tide, Bulls are 4-0. Sammy Puises, 26 points, 5 of 11 on threes. Chenecki with 22 points, 9 of 17 from the floor. Dulce Fankamengiadu, 8 points, 12 rebounds, and those 5 blocks. Carla Brito, by the way, 10 rebounds was 0 for from the floor. Now, the bench did not provide nearly as much. We'll get into that tomorrow as we look forward to the weekend, but... For now, let's celebrate the 67-59 win on the positive side here with Jose Fernandez. Here's the deal. It's, it's, it's tough enough for us to get games, and I really uh, – this game's going to help both of these teams, I think, at the end for at the end of March when selection, whenever it is. You know, I appreciate uh, the people that, you know, play us home-and-home home games because it's tough for us to get home-and-home home games. we got to play in two, three tournaments sometimes a year to get some really good opponents. Uh, so start off by that. I think Alabama is going to have a wonderful year. They got good balance. Uh, they got depth. Our, I told our kids, listen, we took 10 more shots than they did in the first half, and you're down six. <clears throat> the shots were going to come at one point or another if we continued to defend. And that's what we did. Uh, I think we limited their second chances on the glass. That was huge. The rebounding edge, there was just a lot of one and outs. And it came down to our two wings playing in space and making shots. Uh, I thought uh, Elle, the job that she did defensively on their on their best player in Brittany Davis, she was great on one end, and, but she was also excellent on the other. But they got very good point production from their bench in the, in the first half. So that's what we told our guys, that we needed to do a much better job on other guys and not fall asleep on the backside. Hey, it's a good win. No doubt about it. And as for holding down Brittany Davis, five points, 0 for 5 on threes, 1 for 9 from the floor. It was Elena Chinecki on her. Here's some of Sammy Puisis and Chinecki on the defense before Sammy gets into her three-point shooting display, the latest. Well, we had Elle guarding her. That was our matchup from the beginning. Any ball screens, we were going to trap her, get it out of her hands, um, limit the help side with her, just stay with her, try not to let her catch. We really were shifting our defense towards her to really just get it out of her hands, make sure she doesn't get any uncontested shots. Um, we just had to lock in more on defense. I think that it was not just the 23 that we had to guard at this point. It was their bench as well that they started scoring. So it was uh, a team effort at this point on defense. Before the game, we were super excited. This is going to be a great game. It's at home. Um, being down at halftime, you know, we stayed calm. We knew our shots weren't falling and they were going to fall. Um, we, we looked at what we were struggling with. It was the little things, the free throws, the uh, baseline out of bounds. We cleaned those things up and we started hitting our shots and that's really what set us apart. You know, they're all good looks. I just just kept shooting. My teammates found me, so credit to them. And that young lady, transfer from Florida State, definitely deserves some credit herself as she is averaging 20 points now. She had never scored 20 in a game in three years at Florida State. 
obviously underused in their offense. Now she is averaging that much through her first four games as a bull. The men's basketball team playing tonight, looking for win number one against Austin P. Now this is actually part, technically, of the Daytona Beach Slam event, which we'll see both of these teams filter back into, well, Daytona Beach next weekend. They're actually on separate sides of that bracket. So essentially just another reason to get in an extra game that doesn't count as quote-unquote a regular season game. And boy, the Bulls badly need a victory in this one. They just lost the other night to Stetson by one point. And you could see the efforts there. You could see the new talent that's been brought in is indeed good. Tyler Harris got it going in the second half. If he can keep it going, they should be able, you would think anyway, to take care of Austin P, which is 1-2 and two with the win against a lower-level team, Milligan. They dunked 12 times on Milligan a couple of nights ago. Before that, the Governors lost in lopsided fashion to NC State and then were held down by Purdue 63-44. to Definitely got to watch out for six foot nine Sean Robinson. Now, again, Milligan undersized, granted, but he is coming off of a big game. 27 points in that one. Got to the free throw line a bunch of times. They do only have two players averaging more than six points. The other one, again, a big guy underneath, Elijah Hutchins Everett. He actually went to the same prep school in Connecticut as Russell Chiwa. So those guys will be reunited in just a little way. As far as the three-point shooting, doesn't look like that is as much of a concern. In fact, they're just 16 for 59. That's only 27%. So seems like a matchup that'll favor the Bulls. Let's hope it's the case. And again, Jim Lighthall and Joey Johnston will have the call on the strike, 102.5 HD2, while yours truly will be on the microphone at Corbett Soccer Stadium. I don't think I'm going to be alone. I think it's going to be a great crowd in the NCAA tournament. We Chronicled the American Athletic Conference all year long and how it was the third best conference. So you might think, oh, the Colonial, this will be this will be nothing. You'd be wrong to think that way. The Hofstra Pride have 14 wins. That's tied for second most in the country. They are used to getting here now. They've been to the NCAA seven times and two in a row. And last year went 18-2-2. and two. They easily won in their first round. Then they went to West Virginia and won 8-2. to two. They have a veteran head coach, and by veteran, he is in his 34th season. Richard Nuttall, they do have the player of the year in the Colonial, Ryan Carmichael. Ten goals, four assists. He outnudged teammate Elliot Goldthorpe, who has 15 goals. They outscored their opponents 42-19. to Again, their conference competition not nearly as strong as the Bulls, with only one other team really in the top 90 being Elon, an NCAA team. But when they played Virginia recently, that's the fourth seed in the entire field. They tied them on the road one-to-one. So much more on that matchup when we hit the air tonight on Bulls Unlimited a little bit before 7 o'clock. couple clips, as promised, from the football radio show. Daniel DePrado with basically the latest as we were taping this early on a Wednesday afternoon on Trey Marsh. And great exchange. Jason Vaughn, got to say, he was definitely the best player guest we've had in a while. He was just tremendous with his answers. You can even hear Jim Lauk say when they wrap it up how impressive he was, and then he told him off the air, and I was going to say the same thing. Hey, man, hold down a broadcasting position in your future. But here's a little bit of those two gentlemen from the show. Yeah, absolutely. He's uh, He's got a chance to be around the team today and uh, in, a, in, a, in a short time period to um, just be around his support system and be around his friends. And uh, he's in great spirits, and uh, he, looked, he looked great and had a huge smile on his face today. So very exciting for him to be around be around his teammates and for them to be able to see him as well. For people that are used to taking on tough tasks and maybe saying, you know what, this isn't for me, 
uh, I, I quit. I'm not going to do this. Mm -hmm. You guys obviously can't take that approach. Right. Uh, you have some frustrations, but you keep going. So what is it about a football player that allows them to kind of, you know, you, you emotionally and physically you're spent, uh, but you keep going. Right. You keep going. What is it about um, you guys that allows you to do that? Some guys just some guys just got that dog in them. I would say some guys want it, and um, I feel like you can you can kind of um, see who those guys are when it comes to uh, you know summer workouts and stuff like that before 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 fall camp and stuff. You see guys who who are willing to push, give that extra push, and um, I think it's just a mentality that dog mentality that you got to have when you're on the field, and you got to approach that to everything you do when it comes to football and stuff like that. Like you know um, the attention to detail. The uh, the finish and the effort all has to be there every single play, and I feel like guys that you know play football develop that kind of character or already have it. We will replay that full show again. That was Jason Vaughn, also Albert Boone, the director of operations, and so much more with some great inside stuff. So keep an eye on our Twitter page at Bulls Unlimited. We'll let you know when that show is replaying, and then tonight, plenty of live action for you on our various outlets, and we'll sum it all up for you tomorrow on Bulls Beat. That'll wrap up the Thursday show. I'm Derek Sharp.